We're back. Sorry for a little, little too long of a hiatus. We had some of those scheduling difficulties. We're a little shorthanded today, but we're going to make the best of it. We, we can't keep our fans waiting. So right now, it's me, Marco, and Julio, the only yes, two committed members of the pod. And yes, I am purposely throwing shots out at everyone else on the pod. But what two weeks we had in Serie A this weekend. We had, we're going to get a lot this week yep. in this episode. We're going to talk about the past weeks. We're going to talk about the UCL draws. And this upcoming round of fixtures, we're recording on Tuesday night. So we have the, the midweek draws and we have the weekend draws. But, Julio, I got to get your thoughts on that Juve-Roma game. What happened with Juve on that one? We got a lot to talk about. Man, that was a, that was a hell of a game. Um, the banger from Vlaovic was just, I mean, it was insane. It was exciting to see, like, Juve have, like, a top main striker who can actually score free kicks on, like, yeah, that, that, certain other top striker we the, had a few the years dip, ago. Who, the dip on that <laughs> shot was ridiculous. Who hit ridiculous. the wall every time he scored? I was disgusting. And, yeah. Oh, it's yeah, it set a great tone for the game. Um, I mean, we're looking good, good but you, you know me, I don't really like VAR. That uh, the disallowed goal was a little disappointing. I I know it was a, it was a handball. Yeah. But it, was, it was almost like he couldn't control where his hand was going. It's all it's it was all so, about that. It's an inter agenda. It's almost one of those technicalities. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the it's inter agenda. One of those technicalities is unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, you're 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 correct in that. And then I mean, it was nice. Listen, I, I I heard some Juve fans were booing Dybala like when he went down and whistling, and I was I was kind of disappointed in that. But uh, what a what an assist by him on that uh on yeah, that Roma he, goal. He that did, was disgusting. He did know, everything you wanted to do. He he volleyed it straight into the ground, got a good bounce, and Abraham uh, was the first to react to it. Yeah, I was happy for him, and he got a I think he got a standing ovation too at the uh, when he got subbed off, which was nice to see. So that was good. But uh, I mean, disappointing result. I think. You know, the, the bounce of the hand probably robbed the result, but it's not terrible, but I don't know. I feel like given how early we scored and the vibe of the game, I think we could have picked up a win there against Roma, but yeah, we'll live I, with the draw. I'm, I'm fine with it, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie. The game the game as a whole seemed pretty even. How do you feel about the way you yeah. have played and you know this quote-unquote allegory ball that everyone's talking about? <sighs> yeah, I mean... The the problem with Allegri ball is you're gonna you're sometimes if it doesn't go well you're like if things don't go your way you're gonna end up with a lot of draws yeah so that could be the the curse of the the Catanaccio, I guess if you want to call it the the Allegri Catanaccio yeah style where uh, Juve just look kind of lethargic at times and again that's the that's the personal issue until Chiesa and and players like Pogba come back I feel like you're gonna have a little bit of a lack of talent to to get the to get the the ball in the net with with an Allegri focused style. Yeah, I um, mean, so it rem- again it remains to be seen when a when a player like Chiesa comes in, and you also have a lot of injuries with Di Maria out. Um, so I don't know. You have a silver lining though, I, I, because it's, I still, I still. Sorry, yeah. yeah, you have a silver lining with with Meretti because he he played really well. He looked yeah. great. He Med- looked great. Meretti, yeah, he's what I think they said it was nineteen years old on the broadcast, and Bonetti pointed out he said this guy he looks you know yeah. mature beyond his years. Yeah. So that. And, and, and it's good because, you know, in Serie A, we've lamented, you know, on this podcast where yeah. some of the Italian teams really don't look to youth as like a possibility to, yeah, to have good results in Serie A. So yeah. he, he, he started, played really well. He had Rovella come on. So from a human perspective, I'm, you know, optimistic that I think that 
you know, obviously the draw against Sampdoria was a snooze fest, and that's where a lot of people are outraged on. But this game, Juve had a lot of good attacks. I thought that they were fluid in their motions. But Roma, yeah. time, time to go on the, on the Rocco side because we're without him today, at least for yeah, the time we have being. No Rocco. Um, That's disappointing, man. We need Rocco's... Uh, we need his Roma you know, energy. Barashi. We need, yeah, we need the Roma yeah. energy, especially with Dybala scoring two today. Um, but to go on yeah. Roma, you, you see that, you know, I, th- I feel like the first half they looked abysmal. You know, awful. Mourinho awful. said that. I think I think it's something along the lines of he should yeah. they don't deserve to play with him or something like that. I, I don't know exact quote. He's like disappointed to be their coach or something. Yeah. Uh, it was something like that. It was something insane. You know, typical Mourinho style. Yeah. Um but yeah, you know, second half they came out a lot hungrier. He had he brought on that left winger in place, I think, of uh cars no, of uh, Spinazzola. Immediate impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can tell in the second half that they're starting to flow a little bit better, but I, I think what we're going to start realizing is that this team really ticks when Zaniolo's in the mm-hmm. team. And it, it's easy to say because yeah, Zaniolo is such yeah. a talent, but Zaniolo's pace and direct nature in terms of attacking players, that's definitely helpful yep. in this team. And you saw that when it's a midfield of or attacking presence of Pellegrini, Dybala, and Tame Abraham, they don't have that dynamism that yeah. know, can help create along with you know good passing. So... I thought one one draw, probably a fair result given the balance of the game. Yeah. But uh, you know, it, it it was great to see. Um, but you know, going to the other side of Rome, that Lazio Inter game, I'm I'm pretty sure you were fucking that was ecstatic. A you were probably ecstatic after that, dude. I don't. I really don't like Lazio though. To be honest, I know yeah, like I. But I may go so far as to say that I may go so far as to say that I was rooting for Inter in that game. No, be real. You wanted you wanted a draw. If you you'd be yeah, probably happiest with a draw. I'm, a, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that they got their ass whooped, but like I just don't. I I hate Lazio. I really yeah do. yeah. And that Luis Alberto banger was just like I don't like, know. It's one of those like it's one of my. It's kind of the 2022-2023 Fiorentina for me to be honest with you. <laughs> it's my new it's my new hate craze. But uh, the man the um the what's his face the banger that he scored um Luis Alberto. Luis Alberto was oh my god that was disgusting. Yeah, I it was just uh, he he hit that like his foot crossed the face of the ball to get like that outward swerve. It was yeah. disgusting. Like, it's and then I mean Pedro, Pedro's goal was also really disgusting. Yeah, Galano mentioned it you know, when we first. I think it was our one of our first episodes. I think it was last episode this uh, yeah. this season where he talked about where this team. The reason why some of us are high on Lazio is because it's another season with the Saudi ball system. It's another season of them understanding how to play. And right. you're starting to see that. Like, that Savage played directly over the line to Felipe Anderson. I'm sorry, yep. but Handanovic sort of came out on that. Yes, Bastoni and DeMarco were sleeping a little bit, but Hondo, yeah. you, you got to come out and get that. But still, to compliment Lazio, they took it to, to Inzaghi and Inter, and historically, Inzaghi hasn't done well when coaching Ford yeah. Inter against Lazio, at least in the past season. So, right. You know, kudos to Lazio. And then for Inter, I'm going to raise a question to you. Do you think that there's some cracks in this game? That's what that I was going to say. What people are starting to get concerned about. I mean, if, if if you're Lazio and you're coming in and you're you're beating Inter, that's that's gotta that's gotta be a a sort of a omen for the season to come. I think this is going to be a tight ass season where anyone in the top eight is going to be pulling points against any other any other team. Um, if you're into, you definitely have to be a little concerned that uh, things aren't going to go as straightforward into, you know, everyone was like saying Milan, Inter, guaranteed top two. I don't know if that's the case anymore, um, especially after Inter showing the cracks in, in this game. It, it still remains to be seen whether Milan's going to 
you know, they're the champions. They're going to be riding their high. They have their consistency. They have their, yeah. their sort of uh, culture. It remains to be seen in the long run if Milan, and that's what we're going to see next week. The Milan versus Inter game is really going to be, I think, a teller of where each of these teams are at this point in the season. Yeah, we're going to we're, um, we're going to put in game picks. Yeah, yeah, we're going to we're going to get it's going to be big. Um, but, but yeah, um, no, I I 100 percent agree. As, as if I'm coming from a neutral perspective, this is real. I mean, it's a great result for the league. I think just looking at like the competitiveness of it. Um, which has, you know, been a historical critique of Serie over the past decade or so. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's, it, it's definitely a result I did not expect. And it's, uh, I think like you were saying to your point, I think it's about the consistency of the Saudi ball and just having, just gelling more as a union, as a team, uh, on the Lazio perspective. Saudi's, Saudi is a great coach and I, I, you know, every, all these great coaches that go to Juve and, and end up faltering, sometimes leaving, uh, it's not, you know, it's nice to see Saudi. I guess go to Lazio and sort of show his pedigree, and I think he's going to be able to build a culture at Lazio that, again, we kind of just write them off as, oh, you know, they're going to finish in sub fourth place, but we really don't know, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, and, and that's what they kind of made a statement. Yeah, in, and in their win to kind of back, piggyback off that, he has a he has a somewhat similar situation to what he had at Napoli, right? Where it's like, yeah, he, he doesn't have, like you. You can make an argument that he had a lot of pressure from you know the above, like Ned Van. Yeah, totally Yelly. the above. Where it's like they had a he had an agenda he had to meet right where in Lazio yeah. you you kind of feel like he's setting the agenda and I think that that's really important for him to really instill the type of football that he wants to play with this team yeah without that pressure yeah without yep. the pressure without like really crazy like oh we need to buy this guy we need to buy that guy you need to play this yeah. guy you need to play that guy so it's like I mean the UV expectations were ridiculous so yeah it was just it was out of this yeah. world what he had to deal with over there but honestly you know you know good for him he found some good footing. And a team, and also, you know, we get to keep seeing that cigarette bud just be permanently attached yeah. to his lips. Um, but with with Inter, the thing is, like, yes, they lost 3-1, but I'm concerned that these might be, like, mental mistakes, right? Like, they might be, yeah. like, fatigued, essentially, right? Where it's, yeah. like, Bastoni was a little too inverted. DeMarco fell yeah. asleep a little bit. But also, like, my big issue is, like, Hondo. Like, you're the captain. You're the most experienced. You should know yeah. to come out of your line on that ball or at least try to do something yeah. to make that ball harder for Felipe Anderson. Felipe Anderson shouldn't be winning a header on that back line, let alone with Hondo no, and Matt. No, no. So a, a question that I think a lot of Inter fans are asking right now, I think Alan would ask this question now. It's like, yeah. when does Onana come into the lineup, right? I think that's that's a very plausible question for the Inter-DC to have. That's one. Two, Gosens, mm-hmm. like, when is he going to break into the starting lineup? I know reports recently have come out that he's going to go to Frankfurt. I think it's for around 26 million euro. I think he's a reported fee, yeah. which would be a coup for Inter, but like to get that money in. But, you know, you have him. Chalanoglu didn't, Chalanoglu didn't come in until like the 80 something minute. Yeah, he's one of your really more creative like- players. Like, I feel like Inzaghi, when, at least when it comes to Lazio, he just doesn't know how to crack this code. And, but again, yeah. you wonder. Is this a possible silver lining? As like when it comes to the big games, he may not know how to put his best team out there or how to motivate his best team. Mm. So, for me, those are concerns. But you know, after the game today, they played Cremonese. They played one three one. So, yeah, they got their win. Yeah, they got yeah. their win. So we'll see if that comes back yeah. on. But you know, another team that that's been honestly struggling more than the other teams we've talked about is Milan right now. Like they're just mm. grinding out results. Like I'm looking at the yeah, I'm looking at the results even before the Sassuolo tie today, they tie, they beat Bologna two nothing and then they tied on Talanta. So it's like, 
Yeah. Again, but this again, I you said it earlier. This is how they won the championship last year. They just grinded out results. Yeah. And they uh, just so found that's what makes a champion. Yeah. And look, they actually have a hard road coming out of the gates. I'm not going to lie. It's harder than the other big teams. But, you know, yeah. for for Milan, what do you think is one of the big concerns that you would have with them? I think the concern with Milan is is sort of, I guess I would say from like a youth perspective, how much of their championship pedigree is going to last over, you know, a generation or or long term going forward and said, yeah, like, is it is it just a one off fluff? Or is this like a, a Milan team that we're going to talk about as like a, a sort of dynasty um, from a long term perspective? And I think that's again, that's what we're going to see, I think. In the long run, I think right now, like you're saying, they're grinding out results. This is if you're a Milan fan, like you should be happy with the results that you're seeing because they're just they're putting on a clinic. I get I would call it an Allegri clinic of where you're just getting your results. May not be the prettiest, you know, may not be against the best teams, but you're getting the three points when you need the three points, and that's all you need to be asking if you're if you're a Milan fan. Um, yeah, no, but, I, man, that, I, I that uh that sorry, go yeah. ahead. No, I was gonna say Liao was looking absolutely insane. That was one thing that I was when I was watching uh, the game. It was just ridiculous, like how much talent he has up front. Well, yeah, it was but just yeah, disgusting. I know Mike images, but you know, once you figure out how to stop that, yeah. you know, yeah, who you have on the right to break through, right? Like you have the Kitelad, yeah. but they keep playing. They they played him today in the middle, and they played him previously in the middle. And I understand he's a creative player, but yeah. I feel like in the middle you don't need him there. I think you need you you'd be better suited putting him out right, where it's like you have a creative uh, creativity um, lack of depth creativity yep. creatively yep. on that right side. So it's you know you brought him in. I guess I guess he could play across the three, but you should be prioritizing putting him on the right side because Messias isn't a world beater. Fiorenzi, I guess, plays right wing at times. So it's like, all right, what what are you have like? What are you waiting for to put him there so that way you can have an optimal lineup? And also, like Giroud isn't getting any younger. Like he he put on a miracle <laughs> performance against Bologna with that yeah. magical goal. But then you think about it, it's like, Disgusting. how long can he keep doing this? And with Leao, same thing. It's like, how long can he be yeah. keep being productive until defenses literally just load up that right side? It's like, okay, you try beat one through four, right? Like, yeah, it it, it it's concerning to me if I'm a Milan fan because you think it's like, okay, like they the team is running out of resources that can be new and exciting that te- that defenses won't nah, catch right. on to, and yeah. also it's like you have this young core, but do you really trust them? Yeah, to like go that extra mile and create this so-called dynasty because you ha- your, your back is solidified. You have Tamori, you have Kalulu, you have Tio, and you have Calabria. And the weakest one of that is Calabria, and Calabria is not a bad player. So you have that yeah. and you have Magnan behind him, so you're fine there. Then you go to the midfield. You have Benacer, you have Tonali, and I don't even know who else you put in that middle, right? Like, yeah. Popega played today. I didn't think he did too well. So... Mm-hmm. You know that's a that's an issue. Your attack, you have Rebic, Krunic, Messias, Dikitalad, Leao as all non-strikers, and your strikers mm-hmm. are Giroud, Zlatan, and Origi. Origi doesn't get much much playing time for some odd reason. I don't know why. Because I think he'd be really good in Serie A. Yeah. And then you have you know those those grade B parts in the other attacking position. So now the question becomes like. Can you really repeat as champions? Like I, I wouldn't say so. Like, there's a reason why I put. Yeah, you I mean, they're, there. Not, they're I, not. They're not like a supremely talented. Like they're young and they have a lot of talent, but it's not like they're like, 
you're not looking at the roster and you're like, holy shit, you know, this is some, like, PSG, like, super team. Like, I still feel like Inter has more on-paper talent than Milan does, and I, they still have that historical pedigree, but that's 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 the question for me is whether Inter's historical sort of – historical and I think on-paper talent is going to come to show and they'll actually win the title this year or whether Milan repeats. I'm not confident that Milan repeats. I, do, I think I'm pretty confident I put them as one again, but I, I don't think it's – this runaway train. I can um, tell you exactly what you put. Actually, I think I, I put a. I put Inter. I no, put Inter. You, no, you put Milan. Right? You put Milan one, Inter two, Juve three. That was your order, and then you had Roma four. Yeah, Milan one, Inter. Milan one, Inter two. I think it's going to be a toss up again. It depends on if if you're looking at the Lazio game, Inter versus the Milan. What we're seeing now, I mean, if that if that goes over the long run. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, had, I think it's a Milan title, but I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's guaranteed. Yeah, I've been. We need to see what their pedigree is against Inter. I've been saying. So. I, I said this in the first pod where I was like, you know, I'm not confident in Milan at all. I had Milan third. I had Inter no. first, Juve second. Like that was my. You bet. had. You had the. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Like that was. I, I'm not. I'm not com- Like I'm confident purely to get the results. Like that's that and the back is all I'm confident in. But in Serie A, if you have a good back, you're in most games. So. Yeah. That is the only thing that I think is like good for this team is like you know they do have depth and they do have quality depth at the back. It's just right. the midfield you're you're good but you lack depth and then you have up front where you don't have that great of quality. Like you, of the, of the big six, big seven, they're probably like fourth in attacking players. Mm-hmm. And in no particular order, I'm just gonna say I feel like Inter, Juve, and Napoli are all better in attack than Milan are right now. That might That's be what a, I'm it's, that it's might be not, a hot take, you, like, you but it's their, like no. But you look at their offense; it's not, it's not like it's just this like you're not just like blown away by their talent or anything. It's just they're in a, they're an extremely efficient team, and they grinded out results, and they won the title last year. Yeah, I don't think that's that doesn't make them like I feel like when Inter won the title, and we were talking last season, it was like yeah, Inter, they're like man, what a great team. Yeah, well-oiled machine. Like they got the talent. They got. But the Milan team was almost like a – I don't want to call it a miracle that they won the title, but it was almost just like, man, they won the title, but <clears throat> I don't know. No. Uh, I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not I, so confident that this is uh, and, and the then, And then this is just this is just with Serie A games. You have UCL. You have Coppa Italia. Like, yeah. what's going to happen when you have, like, depleted resources and all these games are coming up, especially now because in October, a lot of games, a lot of teams across the European leagues – they're having expedited schedules because their World Cup is happening in November. So yeah. it's like, that's another question. It's like, okay, you have UCL, you have all these games cramped, like front-loaded. You have the World Cup where it's most of the players in these teams are going to go play in. That's extra Oof. That's extra miles on their legs. Roma Roma could be fucked. Roma, Roma could be Juve. fucked. Juve could be fucked. Inter could be fucked, I think. I mean, dude, if Milan, if, if Milan loses to Rue somehow, I don't, he's 35, if he somehow gets injured, man, what the hell are they going to do? Yeah. Are they got to read you, but like, well, they have like well, no one else. Origi, I think, is going <laughs> to be in the Belgian Ibra, squad. Ibra's out for what? Ibra's out for what? Like ten months? I, I never know how long for Ibra's out for. I I always I see all, year, I, all I know with Ibra. The only pro- progress I see with him is that his hair keeps getting longer. It's the only thing. Yeah. I, see. I mean, so, I think he tore his ACL. If I'm not, didn't he like fuck up his knee again? I'm not. Or, I'm not entirely sure. I I can't. I'll look it up. Yeah. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure it's like a nine month injury type thing. Jesus. And they're paying him, what, four mil now or something like that? Yeah, like, he did elective surgery, I think it was. Got it. Um, I, got it, got it. I mean, look, they're they're in third now. So yeah. 
you know, they're they're doing something right, and they have a big game this week. So yeah, this is going to be a really interesting uh, Milan derby. Yeah, it's going to tell a lot. But I, w- I want to go. I want to go somewhere else right now. I want. I want to go to That's Napoli wrong. because you know you got it. News news today. Fabian Fabian Ruiz signed for PSG. I think it was for twenty six million euro. And there were jokes in in the in the pod group mm-hmm. chat that I would say that we were better without him. I'm not going to go that far. You know, he was a great player last year. He really proved how great he can be. Um, you know, Galan said it on the last pod, and I, and I agree with him on it, where Napoli was seen more as a stepping stone for Fabian Ruiz. And now mm-hmm. he kind of finally used it to go to PSG. You know, great servant to the club. Played some quality football. Had some quality years with Napoli. Um, you know, but this kind of, I, I think this move makes sense, right? You had a player who didn't want to stay. You got some money for him, and now you're the whole old regime is out. Kulabali's out. You know that's the one I'm going to miss the most. Insignia is out. Mertens is out. Now Fabian Ruiz is out. Calione is out. So it's mm-hmm. like that generation is gone. And now what Spud does really well, I, in my opinion, he's building a new generation. Right? He's building a new era of a soccer team that can really thrive. And you look at and you know. Against Fiore, that was a very entertaining game. That VAR call to get rid of the goal, I don't... I understand the rule that was used to call it back. I just don't mm-hmm. understand the rule because what happened was Osimhen... So, Z- Zielinski served the ball in, I think, and there were some deflections, and then Osimhen get on, got on the top of it. But what happened was he was like going towards the goal. He was ahead mm-hmm. of the goalkeeper, but in front of a field player, but the way the rules work is the field player was essentially the last man back and AKA what the goal usually is when there's a break going on. So Osimhen, technically since he was ahead of the goalkeeper who was not the last man, but before the last man, he was technically ruled offside, which they called for VAR and they disallowed the goal is my understanding of it. So the fact that it took me that long to explain it just shows that how confusing this is. Yeah, I get the reason why they called it, and you know it is in accordance with the rules, but I just don't agree with the rule. That's just my personal thing. So, yeah. be that as it may, talking about the game itself, game was really open. You know, it, I called it the Marco Derby. You know, it's two of my favorite teams in in Serie A to watch. It really, yeah, it was the Marco Derby. You had the yeah. Marco Derby and you had the Rocco Derby. You know, it's you like really, yeah, it's just our our hearts yeah. were in so many places, at the same time. Yeah. Um, but it was it was a good game. You know. The the left winger, I'm I'm not gonna try to pronounce his name, number seventy seven on Napoli. He he was he was solid, but you know, he's been good throughout the season. Um, you know, and talking back to the new recruits, you have him, you have Raspadori, you have um the center the new center back we got, the new left back we got. So there's a lot of good pieces in play. And now Spalletti's like, okay. Similar to how I spoke about with Saudi, right? He doesn't have this requirement to play XYZ player or play XYZ style, mm-hmm. right? He's like, okay, this is going to be my team. I'm going to do what I want with it, and I'm going to play in his style. And you can see it. They're crushing people, absolutely crushing yeah. people, except for the only issue is with the big games, right? Like, Fiore was their first real test, and yeah. 0-0. I get it. It's at the it's at the Franchi, but still, you'd want to come out of there with three points. I think that they are a better team than Fiore, so kind of disappointing yeah. that they didn't get the three points. But Are you concerned going forward based on, on the, I guess I w- the first test, as you called it? I would be concerned if mm-hmm. they gave up a lot of goals, if it was like a shootout, right? right? Because, you yeah. know, Koulibaly gone, it's 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 a fair assumption that 
they were going to give up goals, right? But they didn't. They held firm, although Sotil looked dangerous the whole game. You know, he does the same thing every single time. Dribbles, 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 cuts inside on his right, shoots with his right. Doesn't look to cross it at all, which is a frustration, but that's I'm not on my Fiota hat right now. Aside from that, they kept a clean sheet against a really good attacking side. They had a goal technically ruled out, so you and they did create a lot, so you can't really be faulted about that. It's more of just, I think it's just a mentality thing, and I think it's just because it's early in the season. I think, you know, as the games come, as they get more in the flow of the season, I think that they'll be better off actually winning those games. And the, Fiora was the first test, but we all know what the main tests are. It's Juve, it's yeah. Milan, it's Inter. Yeah. Those are the call, tests. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's, it's one of those games where it's a test in the sense of like relative to the other games that they played, it's a it's a more exactly yeah. like a spicy opponent. But yeah, and it's not. It, it, there's still plenty to come. And the key um, thing is, for me, from last year, they were amazing away from home. I listened to one of our podcasts recently, and I mentioned the stat that I think five of their six games, or at least a majority share of their games that they lost, was in the uh, the Maradona. Yeah. You can't have that this year with how competitive Serie A is right now. No. There's absolutely no shot because the minute you give up the the home fortress, your title hopes like last year are going to fade away. Like mm-hmm. I will I will trade a 5 to 7 uh not 5 to 7. I w- I would trade away like a few wins from the away form and bring that mentality into the whole, like into the home stadium. I, that yeah. doesn't really make sense. I understand that, but it's more of like you need. I, you're not supposed to win no, all your away you. games. Like, yeah, you definitely aren't supposed to win more of your away games than your home games. Yep. So it's like that's what I would be most concerned about going forward. It's more of a mentality thing because you have new pieces. You're going to have to gel. There's going to be tough games. There's going to be great games. So it's like. I'm I'm hopeful and I'm very intrigued by Napoli because I think that with all this attacking firepower, they should be really good. Mm-hmm. But I do have one gripe. And it's yeah. goddamn Chucky Lozano. I'm sorry. This guy has to go. Like, for wow. me, he provides no value add. He is detrimental on that right side. He doesn't finish. He had two opportunities in the game to finish. He had one. He was wide open off a cross. Messed up a header. So... I think I, I've seen reports where he's been like linked to like 35, 40 million, million euro, if I'm not mistaken, moves yeah. elsewhere. If I'm Napoli, I mean, maybe not now because the transfer window is closing yeah. tomorrow, but if I'm Napoli, I fucking pounce on that. Like, come maybe come January or maybe next year because I, I don't know. Actually, let me check that real quick. I want to see when Lozano's contract is up. Yeah, check it. Yeah, give me one sec. Sorry, I should have had this prepared for my rant. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, we need at least one rant in here. Okay, transfer market. I love this place. That, I always need a rant. Yeah, for everyone who needs transfer transfer information, if for those that don't know, transfer market, best place. Has contract information, market value, everything. It's beautiful. All right, now my browser's... Okay, there it is. All right. Right wing, left wing. Does it not... Contract expires not this upcoming summer, but the summer after. So, you know, if I'm not playing, yeah. I, I would think that maybe cashing in on them. But, yeah, <laughs> that, that that's my rant. I just, 
it, dri- it drives me insane. <laughs> it, it, like I see him and I'm like, you can be so good with you, your you pace. And you just yeah. like, oh God. Yeah. That felt good though. That I mean, that's good. how I feel every time I see you. Yeah, every time I, that's how, every, how, that's how I feel every time I see like Immobile and Insigne play for the Azzurri. Honestly, I'm just like I don't know what's happening here. Yeah, I don't like them. I don't. Uh, I feel like it's all wasted talent. I'm not yeah. gonna get in there, but that's how I feel about them. Every time I see them, same way. I love. I love. So for those that obviously aren't in our pod group chat, Julio made a very funny comment where he does. I don't quote. Actually, I am gonna quote him right now. Give me Let's one go. second. Gotta get the receipts. Get the receipts out. Okay, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Uh, okay. Quote, dude, Immobile is such a bum. It's a shame how, how it's a shame he somehow scores with Lazio. <laughs> <laughs> I love how it's a shame. It's not like a. Like, it's a, I don't know. Every time you see him, it's just you're so you just you're 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 almost struck by how. Just how average he is. And it's like, how does, how has he scored so many goals at Lazio, man? Because when he plays for the Azzurri, he always like, oh, there's a sitter. Oh, it's a miss. Oh, that's, oh, wow, that was really terrible. I, I'm I'm never impressed by him whenever he plays. Uh, every every shot he took in the intergame, I was just like super just like, wow, you're really that bad. Yeah, you. I, I don't know. I, I, I have, I, I'm, I like have like PTSD from him and Insigne on the Azzurri offense. But him, him as a player perfectly shows the difference between international and club football. Yeah. In my no, opinion, right. 100%. Where it's like, we said this on the pod when Italy heartbreakingly failed to qualify for the world cup at the hands of North Macedonia. But you know, yeah. his style of play is very ball at feet, quick movements, quick patterns, getting behind the lines and it, it's international soccer. You need to be bigger. You need to be more, you know, Deal with defenses that are more compact, not more spread out. But we 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 discussed this at length on a different pod, so we're not gonna we're not gonna beat that yeah. uh, that severely dead horse. Um, but I, I mean, we do you want to go on to Fiore? Yeah, let's go for it. You want to go, or you want me to go? You got it. Oh. I'll, I'll sub him when I need a Oh rant. man. Um, look, I I. I have a hard on for Fiore. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm just gonna come out and say it. It's it's the it's we the all know. it's the joke of the pod. We all know that I have a hard on for Fiore. Yeah. It's it's the La Viola. It's key to my heart. But <laughs> so I would be less concerned with this result if they didn't just draw Empoli in in Empoli. Yeah. Right. Like that. That was a bad game. Right. So you know, you still have that mentality issue. Similar to the Nabi, but worse. They have this like constant, I feel like inferiority complex, yeah. and and Italiano is trying to change it. Um, oh, you won't change it. You think he's going to embrace it? You can't. It doesn't matter what he does. <laughs> <laughs> you can't change the culture. Is it the history oh of that God. city and those people? That's oh, what they do. That's what that's how they think. Jesus, Jesus, they they Jesus. think they're victims and they're they're literally the the perpetrators. Oh my god! I knew I, when, mean, I knew once I said it. I'm like, I wish Mike is, was. I, I wish I wish Mike was here, man. I, I, well, you know, you, you just Drew, can't play the victim when you're the perpetrator. I know, Drew, Tell me if I'm wrong. No, you, you're absolutely right, and you know, it's like listen, listen, Napoli. Do they have that mentality? Yes, but there's a justification for it historically. Fiorentina, it's just like, bro, no sympathy. 
for that entire city, <laughs> their culture, and for, for their loser mentality. No, no sympathy. I'll never change. No matter you're, what the coach does, it's over. You're literally, you you're, you're literally being like your dog water. Get off the game. Get off the game. Get off the game. It's just, <laughs> but they, 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 you can bring in Zidane. They won't. It won't change anything. So. If I look at the schedule for Fjorda right now, I'm going to pull this up because I'm curious to know what their next games are. So they have the next game they have is against Udine tomorrow, but they also have Juve coming up. Yeah. So And they're also in the Conference League, so they actually have European competition. But after, after Juve, they have mm-hmm. Europa Conference League, Bologna, Verona, Atalanta, Lazio, and Lecce. You know, they, right. they have a kind of, they have a very well-balanced run. So I'm looking at this right now. The The Juve game, I, I, I hate saying this. I think it's going to be a Juve win. Yeah, I think so too. Bologna, they should win. Verona, they definitely should win. Atalanta, I don't know. Because Atalanta, I'm not going to lie, has Dude, been surprising have... me. They've been surprising me. I yeah. I thought I said that in the last episode that they were dead and they're proving me wrong. But Fiore... I like what they have. I still think uh, Milenkovic is a very overrated center back. I think Quarta is infinitely better. Yeah. Um, you know, Jovic is looking like he's really enjoying himself in Florence. Finally, yeah. you know, I have this guy who's been hyped for so long. Look, just if you're a struggling player, just come to Italy. Come for the vibes. You know, you 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 you'll feel so much better. You know, maybe just do yeah. a stint in Cuomo with Fabregas and Thierry Henry. You know, just just hang out a bit. You know, I think <laughs> I think it's good for you. But yeah, Fiore right now. If I'm looking at the table, I think they're ninth. Yeah, they're ninth right now, tied yeah. with Juve. So this game coming up is huge. And, yeah, you know, that is gonna be. They're they're gonna be a better version of what Verona was last year, right? Where it's like Verona. When you saw that game on the schedule, you're like, God damn it, these guys are gonna be a tough opposition. So, like, if you ought to have that, but they're better. So it's like not only can they just beat yeah. us, they're good. They can possibly beat as bad. Um, yeah. But you know, I'm excited. Look, I'm I'm going to be cheering for them, except when they play against Napoli. Um, yeah. You know, but luckily that that fixture already happened, so I could cheer for them for well, many I mean, many it more. Is the, it is the Julio Derby, so it will be very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Julio Derby. You have one. You have one passion. Solely it's, it's dedicated. My you have I, <laughs> you have your passion split in two ways, but yet they're both to the yeah. benefit of Juve. You have your undying love for the Bianconetti, <laughs> and you have an That's undying right. hatred for Laviola. That's right. That's so right. That's it's it's hatred. a if, if Juve win, I like I'm not going to talk to you for a week. Like I'm just going to like not be in. <laughs> I'm not going to be in the group chat. I'm gonna. I feel like if Juve win and it's like something crazy. I feel like I need to just open the pod with me talking about Fiorentina for like 20 minutes. I'm going to... Dude, if, there, like if, there's, if there's a VAR goal called oh. in favor of Juve, I'm calling it the, the Agnelli agenda. That's all I'm going to call it. True. That's, that's what I'm going to say. Like, Man, it, listen, you get you get a, a positive result against Fiorentina and against PSG. You're getting the Julio pod next week. That's all, <laughs> I'm gonna say. Um, that's all I'll say about that. Yeah, it's just, you know... But you know, I'm I'm excited. You know, again, this is yeah. you said this earlier. It's a testament to Serie A being as tight as ever. And, you know, as a result yeah. of that, you have so Torino in a four-way tie for fourth with Napoli, Lazio, Atalanta, Atalanta up in six. Like, yeah, this is this is if anybody needs a reason to watch Serie A or soccer in general, it's it's crazy shit like this where you have yeah. teams in the early 
early beckonings of the season, punching way above their weight class and just being like, you know, we're here to fuck shit up and we're not going to apologize for it. That's exactly what Lazio, Atalanta, and Torino. And yeah, I mean, that, that's, those three, that's what they're doing right now. Yeah, they're just like, they're just like fuck all you. We're going to destroy all of you. That's what they're saying. Honestly, honestly, even Napoli, just with all the departures they had, like... All of us on the pod are like, yeah, they're going to be it's dog the, shit. It's the crazy, speaking. crazy bald man you have at the helm. It's, it, it's, yeah, right. it's that lovable, lovable Tuscan. He's Tuscan, right? There's yeah, no Tuscan. lovable Tuscans, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh, God. We're, <laughs> we're, not, we're not getting kicked off of Spotify. All right? we're, not, we're not getting kicked off of our platforms. Um, well, maybe. But, you know, you, you mentioned PSG, yeah. so I think it's kind of a good time. We kind of went through all the teams this weekend. Yeah. You know? uh, again, apologies to the listeners. It's only us two today. You know, there's a lot, been a lot of scheduling conflicts. A lot of people have been busy at work, so. I think the listeners will enjoy. The listeners are certain, like, finally, a heart-to-heart with the two most toxic people on exactly. this podcast. Just, I feel like it's like kind of like Dybala leaving Juve. It's like addition by subtraction, right? So it's like no Gaetano. <laughs> <laughs> With no Gaetano, man, you really are getting a lot oh of value. We don't, we don't, we don't have, we don't have the Maldini puppet in Mike. We don't have the Inzaghi and sister in Galan. And we don't have the Juve trader in Rocco. It's just good, plain old fun as it should be. The Gaetano, my luck. The Gaetano Maloc Mike, and the Mike, and the Mike, Mike Maloc are just not here. It's Mike good is vibes. always just depressed about something about Milan. They, they can they can win the Champions League and then he'll predict them. They, they they're gonna suck. Bef- and then Rocco, forget about it. Yeah. Rocco is just like uh, he's a he's a meme of himself and he he doesn't even realize. Before before we get to off topic, I want to go back to the Champions League. So if I Let's get I have the draws, so give me yeah one second while I pull up yeah. the groups. I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna say it right now. It's probably not it's a hot take. Juve, uh, not Juve. Italian teams got dicked with these draws. Let's 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 walk by it. So Group A, Group A, that, is that's a terrible group for Napoli. So terrible group. Liverpool, Ajax, Rangers, Rangers. They're scary too. Like you, you have no guarantee so three points in that I'm, team. I'm really, I was thinking to me, I was like, okay, you have you have you always have that group of death in. Yeah. In UCL, but I always look at what the second group were like. People say it's like, oh, XYZ team should win, right? Group A, aside from Liverpool, uh, uh, yeah. I have no, f- and yeah. I don't think I don't and think Liverpool, Liverpool aren't is, even looking that good this year. Yeah, Liverpool are not going to walk through this group. So, like, there's going to be both I, games. I mean, Ajax they just sold Anthony to United for a hundred, a hundred quid or something like that. Yeah, it was, um, it, was a, it was, I think, a hundred euro. euro. Quid, yeah, euro. Yeah, but uh, I mean. Ajax, Ajax are always Ajax. Napoli, I mean, Rangers, it's their first Champions League appearance in God knows how many years. Like, yeah, you're, you're not going to walk into any, you're not walking, you're not walking into Scotland and, and getting three yeah, points. Yeah, so fun, fun fact, really, fun really fact about that. It's the first time in since 2007 that two Scottish teams are in the UCL it. together. I love it. And, it's, a, and, it's, and it's the two most historical teams in Scotland. So, yeah. To, Briefly, say kudos, and you know it's a good thing for Scotland because I I've seen games in in the the Celtic the Celtic Stadium in Glasgow, and I hear in the in the TV Alaska. it gets fucking crazy Man. in those stadiums. No, so, it's 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 one of those it's one of, in this in this football world full of corporate. It's a it's a tradition. And oil oil barons taking over, and and Mister B taking over interior. Um, <laughs> back in the Jesus. day, you remember Mister B, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. Mr. B taking over into, but uh, no, like just in a world full of corporate, just everything full of the J, if you will. It's oh, nice God. to see that Rangers and 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 yeah. Celtic 
are, but uh, again, are to go back to this group, you know, yeah. Napoli, on paper, you'd say, okay, Liverpool and Napoli should get out of the group, but Ajax yeah. can prove problems. Rangers can prove problems. Yeah. Liverpool is always going to pose a problem. So Napoli got fucked there. Napoli right? got fucked. So let's Inter, keep going down. Inter, Inter got it. just absolutely fucked. Yeah, this could be a disaster like, for Inter. I, I honestly think Barcelona is going to underperform, but I don't think they're going to underperform they're not, yeah, they're not to the point like, where a, Inter can yeah. categorically be above yeah. them in the standings. And, you know, the tradition, not the tradition, the typical situation is like Spanish teams against Italian opposition Disaster. fuck us. Yeah. Like, it's not great at all. So Inter got, and you have Bayern Munich who are... I, yeah, I, nah, I, I want to watch one, that game, you? but I also don't want to watch a murder nah, happen on my TV. Them. Yeah. So, okay, uh, so you have that one. Milan has fuck. Milan has a, I think, a better group. You know, they have Chelsea. I, I'd say, I'd say Napoli's. I'd say Napoli. I don't know, man. Salzburg's are really. I think I actually think I, mean, I think Milan has the best of the four groups amongst the Italian teams. Yeah. Do you, do you think it's just the product of the pot system? Like, no, it's just some fucking tough it's, groups. It's the man. European coefficient that that's what yeah. causes it. Because the European coefficient, basically, I think it's from five five years or four years from when the draw is happening. So the draw is happening in twenty twenty two. It takes the European coefficient from twenty eighteen, yeah. and the way, the way the coefficient is derived is it's the so the the league winners go in pot A. That that's automatic, but. The other pots, that's that's those are determined by the coefficient. And the coefficient is based on how the team did in European competition. I think in 2018, I think that's kind of like mm. the the simple version of it. There's a definitely more complex actual calculation of it. But so 2018, you didn't have many like Milan won Serie A as we know. But other than that, you know the other teams had the only team that had a good European coefficient is Juve. So be that as it yep. may. So Milan have Chelsea, who don't look great, but I think when you put up an Italian team versus an English team, I think the English teams, especially in the UCL, tend to do better. Salzburg is a team you never know, but it's not like an Ajax. An yeah, where it's like, I'd, say, I'd say Milan has the best group. I think, I think Milan should should be two in that group, right? I think yeah. Chelsea one, Milan two is probably what it's going to be. Then that third spot's kind of a shootout. And yeah. then if we go to you, Juve have a surprisingly tough group too. Like they have PSG and Benfica. Yeah. Like that that's not easy either. And if you yeah. the the only thing that I think can happen right for Juve, especially in a team like PSG, I think Allegri ball can actually work against a team like PSG. Yeah. That's gonna be interesting as how we we may get fucked. We may really get fucked. I'm I'm not convinced by our defense at all. Yeah, and, so. and Benfica again, it's like an Aya. It's like it's a Portuguese Benfica, equivalent Benfica, of Ajax. There's like a few teams you can plug in there, Benfica, Valencia, Sevilla, where it's like they will fucking steal points from Juve. And that's it. they just always have and they always will. Benfica's that perfect opponent that gonna put that, that could really put Juve in third place in this group. Look, you got you, I, I'm not convinced at all. You you did, you did all. a Malocchio kind of because you said that you can't wait for Juve to travel to Spain. You technically didn't get that. So you did get kind I of your wish. Yeah. Except you are still going to the Iberian Peninsula with Benfica, but that's not so a I, could see, I could just randomly fly to Porto and go and see them. <laughs> just uh, just on a whim. I, yeah, who do I who do, so of all let's see who do we got? I could 
I'm going to be in Spain in like mid-October, so I could see, hopefully, see Barcelona enter. Or just Barcelona-Bayern. Maybe maybe that's a game I can go to. Um, what else do we have that could be interesting? You could you could possibly see like a Real Leipzig or like a Sevilla. Yeah. You could probably see like a Sevilla-Man City. Yeah, Real Celtic would be really cool too. Sevilla-Man City. Yeah, but I feel, really I feel cool. like with the Scottish teams, you want to go see it in Scotland. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just like two historic clubs. I mean, I, I, I have the have the game like dates been done yet? I could probably. So I can take a look right now. At matches. Yeah. Yeah. So so they're already out. The so the first game is Juve PSG, Inter Bayern, Napoli Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Oof. Let's see. I'm taking a look out. So match day four is when I'll be. Yeah. Um, yeah, match day four. That match that match day one is gonna be hurt hurtful for a lot of Italian teams. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a disaster. <laughs> the only team that has a favorable draw is Milan when they play Salzburg, but they're in Salzburg is where? Austria? I, I know they're not German. Salzburg is Austria. Salzburg is Austria. Okay. Yeah. Wow, look at me, my geography. Um, um, I just checked, by the way. Uh the only so it looks like the only game I'm gonna be able to see is actually Barcelona Inter. Which will be at the Camp New, or the FI Arena, whatever the hell it's called now. So maybe I, uh, maybe I go see an Inter game and maybe report live for it for the pod. Oh my God, you got you got to get one of our flags. That would be beautiful. Yeah, we're gonna we're I gonna, gonna get, I gotta get a carve out face of Gaetano. Like yeah, the, uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna start getting merch for our pod. But you know, UCL fucked us. <laughs> like, yeah. the, the, I, I want I want to be pleasantly surprised. And I want, you know, I'd be happy with with two teams coming out of the group, but I'd be delighted with three. I'm yeah. I'm already counting out Inter is not coming through, but I would be delighted yeah, so who, if you have. I yeah. think the likeliest are Juve, Milan, Napoli. I think are the three. Yeah. Like, do I think Inter can do it? A hundred percent. I honestly think Inter yeah. can do it. But my question is, will they? Especially against the Spanish opposition. And don't get me wrong, like. The second is what they're vying for because Barca, uh, Bayern and Barca, that recent history of that fixture has not been kind to Barca. So, yeah, like, you know, th- th- those are those are the ones I think would actually have the best shot. And then, you know, it, who knows, run of draws and run a run of favorable fixtures for any Italian team. We might be in a final, although that would never happen. But, you know, one can dream. I, I do. I do to dream. It's all I do it for. Um, That's it. So do you want to do game picks? Yeah, I'm done. We got so before we do game picks, I want to give the pod some update as to where we are in the season. So, in last place because he betrayed Juve. Let me organize this. We have Rocco in last place with zero. Tied for third. Yep. Are the Tarmina brothers and Marco and Galano with one point each. In second. Sitting one point above us is Julio. And yep. now the two-point lead above everyone else is Mike with four. Wow. And to give everyone, you know, detail as to how we got our points, again, the way the points work is if you have a correct prediction in terms of the team winning or losing or a draw, you get one point. Incorrect prediction is zero points. Perfect prediction, which means you get score, winner, correct. Mm-hmm. Score and result correct, three points. So, Rogelio made his money 
was the Torino-Lazio game. This was from about two weeks ago because we didn't pod mm-hmm. last week. Torino-Lazio, Julio and Mike each had a 1-1 tie, so they each got a point for that. And then the Napoli and Monza game, Rocco unexplicably went one nothing one nothing Monza, which no one understood. Oh, why. Really, oh, what a poor pick! What a, what it a, makes a, sense. Yeah, it does. Mouth. It does. You, yeah. If you go against Juve, your whole sense of sense of mind just goes out the window. Um, yeah. You, Julio, had three nothing Napoli. You were off by a goal. Mike had the perfect yeah. score of four nothing, so he got three points for that. Ooh. Galano had three nothing Napoli. I had three one Napoli, and so we all got a point for that. Now, for the second games, I have written scores from everybody. So this, I'm going to be nice this pod and put their scores in. But going forward, those that are listening, this is not going to be a regular occurrence. So, <laughs> alrighty. So let me just reiterate the games we have. Milan, Milan v Inter. That's that's one game. We have Fiore v Juve. We have Lazio v Napoli. Those are the weekend games. And then we have... What's the last one? Atalanta Torino, which is actually happening, I think, tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. All right, so start from the top. Yep. So let's so we'll do in recency in terms of what game is most recent coming up. Give me one second. Matches. Okay, first game is Atalanta Torino. Atalanta Torino. Yeah. What you want to go for that one first? Or you want me to go? Uh, I will go. I'm gonna go one one. That's a fair result. Yeah. I'm gonna go two uh, one Atalanta. Two one. Atalanta. Okay. All right. Let me now see what everyone else put. Okay, Rocco has three nothing Atalanta. Oh boy, maybe I'm not gonna win this week. Nah, bro. You saw what we did last week. If you're basing all your stuff off of Rocco, then like you got issues. You're fucked. <laughs> you're fucked. And he he has issues. I'll tell you that yeah. much. Three nothing Atalanta. Right, I'm reading that right. Yep, three nothing Atalanta. Mm-hmm. Okay, Gailano had. Do you want me to... Yeah, I got it. Uh, Torino two one. Interesting. That is a very poor pick. I don't know. I could see it. That was a very um, pick. Okay, next game. Let's dice this up. Fiore Juve. I'm gonna give you this one first. Go with Rocco's first because it's fucking hilarious. Can I read it? Sure. Rocco predicts and Fiore Juve one nothing Juve own goal. Moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Okay. So input his fucking input is yeah, it's his there. That's hilarious. All right, what's yours? Oh man, they're they're in Fiore. I'm gonna go one nothing one nothing Juve as well. I don't think it's gonna be a malicious <laughs> if it's your own goal. Yeah, one nothing Juve. One nothing Juve. 
Got it. Okay. It's not going to be anything special. But I'm going to put. My brother has three nothing Fiore. Yikes. Mm. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's a real bad. Yeah. A pick. That's a real bad pick. Uh, hmm. Hmm. I really don't know. I feel like I'm trying to read this like I read betting lines, and I'm trying to see where the momentum's going. See, because yeah. Galano just like swung in favor of Fiore. I want, I, I'm not glad that one nothing Juve looks so good. All right. Yeah, but see, Fiore are going to be up for it. But it doesn't matter because it's a legacy. I'm going to go 2 1. I don't know my winner. Let me marinate on it for a sec. So, FYI, Mike hasn't given us picks. So, because Mike hasn't given us picks, he's going to get okay. whatever the lowest score. I like that. Yeah, that's how it works. That's a punishment, essentially. He was not on the pod. No predictions. Well, he sorry. wasn't on the pod and he didn't give me any predictions. So, nah, no sympathy. That's a no, no, sympathy, no sympathy moment right there. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna go two one Fiore. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my boys. Nice. Yeah. Although it's probably not the right answer, but fuck it. Um. Okay. Next up is Lazio Napoli. I'm gonna go two one Napoli, and they're in Lazio, but I'm gonna go two one Napoli. Okay. Uh, Rocco had two nothing Napoli. Oh, I should have went with Lazio. Should have went with Lazio. Okay, Galano had Lazio one nothing. All right, what say you, Julio? But sorry, I was uh, reading something. Can you? What game are we talking about again? We're talking about Lazio Napoli. Oof. One one. One one. I thought about it, but I think there's too much firepower in these teams. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's gonna be a real good game. It's gonna be fun. I think that I think that has, in terms of quality of soccer, I think that has like, the the highest potential. Yeah. All right, and yeah. then the last game on this Milan Inter. Let's see what am I what did my stupid brother put? <laughs> Two nothing <laughs> Milan, of course. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put two one Inter. Ooh. Rocco had two one Milan. What say you, Julio? One one. One one. Honestly, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not confident. I'm not gonna lie, Ju. I like a lot of your picks. Thank you. I appreciate it. Is that be the first time I actually I'm you're the only person we'll give comments to on this podcast. I don't like any of the other three. <laughs> Oh, man. So let me just reiterate. You had Milan Inter 1-1, Fiore Juve 1-0 Juve, Lazio Napoli 1-1, Atalanta Torino 2-1 Atalanta. Right? Yeah. Okay. Rocco, 2-1 Milan, 1-0 Juve, 2-0 Napoli, 3-0 Atalanta. Galano had 2-0 Milan, 3-0 Fiore, 1-0 Lazio, 2-1 Torino. I, Marco, had 2-1 Inter, 2-1 Fiore, 2-1 mm-hmm. Napoli. Wow, I put 2-1 three times. And 
2-1 Napoli and 1-1 for the Atalanta Torino. Beautiful. All right. This is, is going to be one hell of a week. Yeah, I'm excited. And it was the first duo pod. The first duo pod. And, dude, we, we put together 55 minutes of content. And that's what we do. That's what we do. We're efficient, lean podcasting machines. And we care about our fans. Unlike we care the about the fans. That's all that matters. The fans are all that matter to us. That's it. Jew, thank you for hopping on. Thank you for having me. Of course, man. You know, we obviously had, we were shorthanded this week, but we're, we're going to work on getting everyone here on a more consistent basis. But until next time, Julio, deuces. Deuces. Deuces.